This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's uh, turn over Genesis 1, 26 and, uh, through 28. We're talking about the power of of seed, and we're going to be talking about this all along till the Lord changes. Uh, yes, but I believe it is foundational uh, to our faith in Him and necessary uh, that we see into these things because it's it's how everything. Uh, of God is the kingdom, uh, God, us, all of it. Amen. Now, verse, I'm going to read this again. Uh, 26 says, God said, everyone say, God said, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female. He created them, and God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, this is a backdrop of uh, of original creation, uh, and there is a, a a direct correlation and parallel between original creation and new creation in the purposes of God, within the purpose of God. In simplified uh, version, we can say this. We see what God wanted for man. We see what God wanted uh, for man and still wants for man. God wanted man to be just like God. That would mean you and I to be just like God, made and created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. Now, I want to uh, reference the Message Bible and go over here to um, Ephesians. The first chapter, because in this journey of seeing seed and and walking with the... uh, with the Lord in this revelation of the power of seed and seeing uh, seed, I've made, uh, I've come upon, I haven't made, but I've come upon quite a discovery. You know how you'll uh, be headed down, uh, you'll be going somewhere, perhaps on a long journey. I hate to use those words long because, you know, (laughs) we're very short in the society that we live in. We have short attention span, short tempers, short focus, all of that. But God is long, 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 long. Everything with God. Amen. One of the fruit of the Spirit is be long suffering. Uh, one of the descriptions of loving God and having God love you, it says God, uh, It says that uh, love is long. Everybody say long. long. 
suffering. Amen. We don't like to long. We don't like to suffering. But it's part of the package. Amen. Uh, so I don't know how long we're going to be here uh, in this territory. Uh, but we've got to journey through it in order to uh, get to the destination that God uh, wants us to uh, come to. So I have come upon uh, a discovery, and it's a wonderful discovery, uh, of uh, the love of God. And uh, it's important that we understand the backdrop of the original creation. Let's uh, look at Ephesians 1, 3, and 6. How man came to be. I mean, you know, people uh, today are, are interested in, you know, scientifically and all of that. But uh, uh, you remember the family stories where you'd ask your parents, well, how did I get here? How did I come to be? And it's a nagging question with people that are not quite sure of their lineage or their parentage. They want to know how they got here. Amen. You know, was I, and let me, let me boil this down to this. Was I wanted or was I unwanted? Was I planned and purposed? That matters. It matters. The why matters. Isn't that right? The why of God, the why of you and I, it matters significantly, tremendously. Uh, it affects us. Uh, tremendously. So, this is really uh, outlining some of the why. How blessed is God, verse 3 through 6, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the highest places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundation, He had us in mind, has settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made, to be made whole and holy by His love, Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. And what pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Now, uh, here we, we look into uh, the backdrop and the background of uh, before the earth's foundations were laid, it said God had us, he had us in mind. He wanted a family. It would be his family. It would bear the family likeness. There'd be no mistaking that, uh, that the family was God's family because it would be, uh, it would be men and women created uh, in his image and in his likeness. They would be just like God. Isn't that a thought? Just like God. He had us in mind. Well, I like to personalize things. He had me in mind. Now, the thing that makes God God is that He knew you before you knew you. Before you ever was, you were, you were in His mind. You were the twinkle in His eye. Amen. He had us in mind. Isn't that something when you begin to think about that? That before God laid out all of this, He, he had planned you. 
He had purposed you and He had placed you uniquely in the family, uniquely in, in the right generation, uniquely in had everything down to the detail of our life uh, planned and purposed out. The Bible says He had settled on us as the focus of His love. God had settled uh, that He was going to love us. He was, uh, and that that love would be an unfailing love. God doesn't know how to love any other way. In other words, that's a love that doesn't matter what, uh, you're loved. Amen. And it said long, long ago, now, now here that we had one long, but now we've got long, long. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family. Well, that meant... Uh, now, now this word adoption here is a powerful word because, see, the first man was just born into the family. We had to be born again into the family. Amen? Are you listening? Uh, adopted into the family. But he had decided to, he had, say, he had decided to adopt us into his family. That would mean he, would, he knew what was going to happen, but he decided never to abandon or write us off, leave us, or forsake us in a falling condition or state. And he decided uh, to make a way for us in Jesus and through Jesus. Amen. Now, original creation, the first Adam, and all of his seed after him were, as we've come to find out in later chapters here, uh, separated from God through sin. But the new creation in the last Adam, who is Jesus, and all of his seed after him, were reconciled, redeemed to God, reconciled and reinstated to God. Amen. In right relationship with God. The Bible goes on to say uh, in this, it says, what pleasure he took in planning this. Now, I've, I've you know, I've... I've, I've I haven't had that same perspective. I, I always took the, the um, um, stance that, you know, I mean, if it were me, I'd just be thoroughly disgusted. I mean, thoroughly disgusted. Boy, you got it good. I'll give you everything. And here you want to go on ahead and, uh, and get you another daddy? Well, go on and have him. If that's what you want, go on and have him. Of course, none of you ever think that way now, you know. But, I mean, my perspective was, you know, uh, just thoroughly, uh, uh, I'd, like I said, thoroughly disgusted. Uh, but it says God had uh, great pleasure in planning this, knowing uh, that Adam was going to, that's right, that Adam was going to turn us all over to the devil. Knowing what it was going to take and what it was going to cost, yet it says he had great pleasure. Now, why would that be? He took great pleasure in planning all this. It could only be because he so loved us and he so wanted us that he was unwilling to live without us and love won out. Amen. You know, he still loves us and he still wants us. And he wanted us to enter into, the Bible says, the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his uh, son. Now, his lavish uh, giving, remember the uh, 
The Bible says, For God so loved that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, so this, this lavish giving is love giving. God loves to give to you and I. He wanted us in the, in the celebration of that. You know, you know, think about this, that, uh, uh, that, that, that love himself, longing, yearning, in the strongest measures. The Bible talks about the, uh, in some translation, it's the, uh, the loving kindness or the mercy uh, of God, but it's this, it, it can't even be described in, in emotional terms. It is this spiritual yearning and longing and have to have a family, someone to love. And he decided that it wasn't going to be angels. That kind of didn't work out, isn't that right? I said it wasn't going to be angels. Hallelujah, even though he anointed some of them. But they, it turned out bad. Are you hearing? Yeah. But he, want, he said, let's make man in our image and like us. We're love and they'll learn to, and they'll love us just like we love them. Yeah. We'll make them capable with the capacity and the ability, capabilities to love like we love. To receive love, to be loved, to be loved and to, and to, uh, and to love in return. I'm talking real good here, whether you know it or not. So, so at the uh, at the creation of Adam, the the and remember, this Adam was born of God. Isn't that right? But full grown. Amen. That that God took pleasure in all that because, because everything he had laid out before, he couldn't wait to show Adam. He just couldn't wait for Adam. For, uh, he said, come on today, we're going to name the animals. We're going to call the birds. You're gonna, and guess what? You're going to do the calling. And whatever you call them, son, that's what they're going to be. Now, don't worry, I'll help you now. I mean, you know... Uh, see, because remember, in the presence of God, you don't learn stuff. You just know stuff. That's right. You're in the glory of God. You're in, you're in, with what, you're in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. You're in what God knows and understands. I mean, there's no, there's no problem here, you know, with the mind because that mind, oh, that mind has been set free. Glory be to God. I can't hardly wait to get down to some of this stuff. But anyhow. It was, a, it was a celebratory thing, his giving. God wanted the man. God wanted uh, to give to the man his, himself, life. I want to share my life with you, the God kind of life. Oh, and it's full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. For throughout eternity. Amen. mm 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 mm, -mm. <clears throat> he wanted us to enter into. Well, us means me. He wants you to enter into his lavish love giving by the hand of his beloved son, 
Jesus. Now, verse 7 goes down here. It says, because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. Now, the sacrifice of the Messiah came out of the, uh, him pouring out his blood. Remember, the life is in the blood. I said, the life is in the blood. Now, and without blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. Not a covering over, taking away of sin. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the reason why we have a better one is that blood could only cover for a year, for a while, for a temporary. But the New Covenant, it took sin away. I said it took it away. The blood of the Lamb took the, blood away, took the sin away. Amen. Oh, my, 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 my. Not temporarily, but permanently. It took the sin nature away. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I mean, it took the want to out of sin. It took the power out of sin. It took the want to out of sin. He that's born of God doesn't want to sin. Doesn't make a habitual practice of sin. If he does, he's not born of God. That's what John said. Praise God. Amen. Now, it says, because of the sacrifice. So Jesus said this, greater love has no man, talking about himself. And he said, as I've loved you, I want you to love one another. Greater love has no man that he's willing to sacrifice, willing to lay down his life for his friends. Can you see that? So it says, because of the sacrifice. Well, what made Jesus sacrifice? The love of God. I said the love of God. It was a love sacrifice. Amen. And it says, because of that, sacrifice. Uh, everybody say this, love did that. Love. See, love created man and love uh, newly created man. There's no second class here. There's no, we're not, we're, there's not, we're not under condemnation. Hmm? Well, we're, you know, uh, we're forgiven, but you know, uh, God forgave us, but, but now, you know, he probably won't never forget. And I know I'm forgiven, but I'll never forget how bad I messed up. See, if we're living under that, that's, the, that's condemnation. The Bible says there's therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. How is that possible? Because Jesus didn't condemn us. Then he looked at that woman and he said, where are your accusers? She said, I have none, Lord. He goes, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Are you listening? She, wasn't, she, was, she was being stoned to death because she was condemned to death because she had broken the law, sin of adultery. And Jesus in one fell swoop just said, no, you're forgiven and you're free, not just from the penalty of death, but you're free from your accuser. I'm not accusing you. So who's going to accuse you? Oh, come on now. All right. It says, goes on to say this. It says, because of that, the sacrifice, the, and love did that, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishment chalked up by all our misdeeds. Free. Everybody say free. free. Do you know uh, one of the seven thunders of this year is freedom from... And freedom too. Because not only are we free from, 
the penalties and punishment, but we're free from, but we're free to some stuff. But now let's look for just a moment about what we're free from. If we are a free people, then we are free from the penalties and the punishments. Really free from the fear of worry on judgment day, fear of death, fear of judgment. As the Bible says, fear is crippling. That's a tremendous term right there, and that fear is crippling. Now, now hear this. This is over in, in Timothy. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Amen. Now, love's right up in the middle of all of that. God's given us a, 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 a spirit. We have power over fear because we know we're loved. We're so loved. We were so loved before we even knew what love was, before we ever got here. He so loved you when you were in the world. Amen. And of a sound mind. Now, First uh, John 4 and around verse 10, 11 over there, the message says this. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. Now, the reason why God is so against sin and missing the mark, and, and, and one of the best definitions is not just wrongdoing, but missing the mark. The wrongdoing is missing the mark. What's the mark? That we would live in the love of God in close proximity and face-to-face -face relationship with God. Hmm? Now you're getting religious here on me. I'm not going to dig around down in this rock pile. You're going to have to come on up out of the grave yourself tonight. Amen. Just because your friends ain't here, you pay attention. Because this is good stuff right here now. I'm going to tell you right now, you quit worrying about who needs to be here to hear this. You're here. I'm here to preach it. I don't care who ain't here or is here or whatever. This stuff needs to be heard. Hallelujah. He said, to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. The reason why God's against sin, the missing of the mark, it does damage to our relationship with God. We know that we're fearful of the face-to-face. -face. Hmm? We run from Him instead of run to Him. That's what sin will do to you. Sin will access, it'll give fear access to your life and condemnation, and all of a sudden you're running the wrong way. Hmm? When you're supposed to be face to face. Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. Now let's go back here to Ephesians 1 again. It says, and not just barely free either. Oh, I like this. Not just barely free. In, in where I come from, it'd be not just barely free neither. Neither. <laughs> Amen. Mm. abundantly free. I said abundantly free. I mean I'm abundantly free. I'm justified, just as if I'd never sinned, just as if I'd been born again just like Jesus, faultless, blameless, 
free from accusation, free from guilt, free from shame. Not just free from, but now I'm free to believe the love and receive the love and be blessed. Amen. Free to live the love life and to take up permanent residence in the life of love. Now, now listen now. All we're doing is comparing out of... Uh, um, we're just comparing out of Genesis and over here in Ephesians, looking at Adam, looking at the original creation and comparing it with the new creation. Because one, being brought back to God means all of this. All right, we just... We just think, you know, well, you know, God stooped down, made some old red dirt body and breathed life into him and, you know, said a few words over him and then, you know, the devil showed up. And then, uh, then we run off with, you know, how it all got messed up and all that kind of stuff, not realizing, boy, I'll tell you what now, how it was originally and how God wanted, to, wanted it to be and how God made it to be. We just skim over that and don't hardly have any kind of a knowing and an understanding of the heart of the Father and of the heart of the man and what it was like to live face to face with the living God. I mean to open your eyes and there He is. And everywhere you look, there He is. I mean, everything, He made it just for you. And, it's a, and, and, it, and He put love and He put joy in it. And, and that it just exuded it. I mean, no wonder the Bible says David caught a little glimpse of, of, of the glory of God. And he said, my Lord, he said, the trees clap their hands and the rocks cry out in a praise and a shout and a celebration of God. And even though they're groaning, they're groaning knowing someday I'm going to be free from all this. I'm going to get free like I was free before all of creation. Groaning and, listen, and, and, and yearning and longing. Not in a negative, but in a positive. Waiting for the manifestation of the face-to-face -face sons and daughters of Almighty God. For the beloved and the blessed to show up and make it all happy one more time. Come on now, somebody. Lord have mercy. Please don't make me come down from where I'm climbing up to my Lord in Jesus. Are you, are you over in uh, John? 1 John, verse uh, 17, it says, God is love. 4, 17, when we take up permanent residence. When? Not if, honey. That's our destiny. That's our destiny. That's where He, want, that's where he put us originally. And Jesus said, I came to get all that back. I came to put you back in that Eden experience with me. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Somebody say, when? when? See, when we take up permanent residence, see, sin will pull you out. Huh? Are you listening? Sin will pull you out of that permanent residence. Hallelujah. Now, when we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. 
this way, love has the run of the house. What's the house? Becomes a, at home and mature in us so that we are free of worry on judgment day. Listen now. Our st- listen, our standing in the world is identical with Christ. Just like Jesus. Let me read a scripture to you over here. Now he's talking about the only way... See, faith works by love. The righteousness of God cannot be understood uh, apart from the why are we righteous because of the love of God. Love put you right. Love made you right. And love made you right again. And love's what keeps us right. Amen. Let me read 1 Peter here. But this is a powerful statement. Our standing in this world is just is identical with Christ. Our standing in this world is identical with Christ. Our standing in this world is just like Jesus. When our standing in under heaven in, in, in front of God is identical with Jesus. Oh, my. Why? Because, oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Look. Oh, my. It gets better. I mean, it gets better. Hallelujah. I, I'm over here in uh, Peter. I believe it's. Well, it's going to be Second Peter, I believe. Yep. First chapter, 16, verse says, We weren't, you know, just wishing on a star when we laid the facts out before you regarding the powerful return of our Master Jesus Christ. We were there for the preview. We saw it with our own eyes, Jesus resplendent with light from God the Father, as the voice of majestic glory spoke. Now, wait a minute. I want you to know, where did this happen? Where's that? Where was that? On the earth. Huh? On the earth. Huh? <laughs> it happened here. Yeah. What, what was it? The glory of God. Yeah. The glory of God. What happened? He clothed with the glory of God. Yeah. The Son clothed with the glory of God. Amen. Now listen, it says, As the voice of majestic glory spoke, This is my Son, Jesus, marked by my love, focus of all my delight. We were there on the holy mountain with Him. We heard the voice out of heaven with our very own ears. We couldn't be more sure of what we saw and heard. God's glory. God's voice. God's glory. What we saw and heard, God's glory. Now what was God's glory? He said, this is my son. Well, I'm a son. You're a son. How do we know you're a son? He said, marked by my love. My standing in this world is just the same as he said, this is my son. Marked by my love, focus of all of my delight. Oh, my. Are you hearing? That's what Jesus came to give us. The glory, he said, Father, the glory I had with you before. I want them to have that. Oh, my, 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 my. Marked by my love. Focus of all my delight. Uh, 
Let's go back to Ephesians. Are you getting anything out of this today? I got to read this to you now. Oh, my Lord. This is out of uh, the Mirror Bible. It says this. Let's celebrate God. Same scriptures we read before, 3 through about 6 down here. Let's celebrate God. He, he lavished every blessing heaven has upon us in Christ. He associated us in Christ before the fall of the world. Jesus is God's mind made up about mankind. He always knew in his love that he would present us again face to face before him in blameless innocence. I don't know if you're hearing this or not. The implications of the fall are complete. This, this, this now is a commentary. The implication of the fall are completely canceled out. Paul uses the Greek word katabalo, meaning to fall away or to put in a lower place. Instead of themilios, meaning foundation. So before the falling away and the putting in the lower place, all right? It says, uh, God found us in Christ before he lost us in Adam. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. We are presented in blameless innocence before him. The word katanaopia, oh, Anyhow, KTP word suggests the closest possible proximity face to face. We are presented in blameless innocence before him in the closest possible proximity back face to face. Now listen, here back to scripture. He is the architect of our design, his heart dream realized in our coming of age in Christ. Adoption, there, here's a commentary again. Adoption here is not what it means in our Western society. It is a coming of age like the typical Jewish uh, bar mitzvah. And, and uh, it references Galatians 4, 1 through 6. And to seal our sonship, the spirit of his son echoes Abba Father in our hearts. Now, back to scripture, verse 6. His grace plan is to be celebrated. He greatly endeared us and highly favored us in Christ. His love for His Son is His love for us. Goodness, 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 goodness. Let me finish up here. Just, I might even finish early tonight. Might. <laughs> How blessed is God, Ephesians 1, back to the message. And what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ. This same Jesus, his first message was, don't touch me. He said, because I'm going to my father and your father. My God and your God. How blessed is God. And what a blessing He is. He is the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ. But Jesus called us joint heirs. 
brothers and sisters. He's the firstborn among many brethren. Now listen, it says God is the Father of Jesus. We could, we could, it says, and takes us to the highest places of blessings in Him. We could say this, and takes us right along with Him to the highest places of blessing because we're in Him. I need to say that again. Are you listening? It said the Father takes us to the highest, right along with Him to the highest blessings of placing, uh, to the highest <laughs> places of blessing. Right along with Him because we're in Him. He's our Father too. He did all this so that we would be we, we would be presented before Him in blameless innocence back face to face with God. Oh, we have need. Now, love did that. I said love did that. That, that was a love we were loved with before knowing everything we'd ever do. Every word, every thought, every, every, everything. We were, lo- we were so loved by God but now listen we're just barely getting you and I haven't even how high is the love of God going to take you and I in Jesus it says the highest places of places places the highest places and I know we're all say well we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places oh honey you have no idea I mean, you have no idea. Welcome to Miracle March. I mean, there are movements from God. God just liable to snatch you up into a moment of glory and let you see just how loved you really are. Just what He had originally intended for your life all along in Jesus. Give you a glimpse of glory of of what living in the highest places. Huh? Now, do you, remember we just read about that, uh, uh, that, that, that he considered this before the foundations of the world, your lower place. He considered the low places. He considered the low life you'd be tempted to live. Are you listening? That was all factored in. But he had already determined to bring you to the highest place. Everybody say the highest places. Now, I dare say, I tell you what now, I said, I said, Bruce, now, you're not in the highest places right now. Oh, surely this isn't the highest. Surely this is not the highest. Whoo, are you hearing? But I'm telling you what, I came up a few notches tonight in my little old study in there looking at some of this. I thought, oh, 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 my, 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 what have, has Jesus got me into? <laughs> I'm all up in this now. I'm all up into him now. Are you hearing? You know the scripture, I can't get time going up, but I'm going to let you in on a little preview of some things we're going to go into here later on. Now, why wouldn't you want to grow up? Why wouldn't you? Now, listen. You see, growing up no longer is just, you know, the way that we grow up in the world where, you know, you're all, you're all that in a bag of chips. Growing up is you have matured in the love of God. You have matured in your... Oh, my. Oh, I could read... Oh, my. Mm. But you, 
you, there is a maturity in your understanding of the love of God. Hallelujah. Hmm? See, somebody could come along and say, now I'm going to tell you what, now Miss Sandy don't love you. I'd say, well, now you were about almost 30 years too late, son. Well, she stopped. Like, no, honey. See, we've got, we've got a long, long history. I know that girl. She loves me. And I love her. There isn't anything that can separate me from her love. Not your words. Not what you tell me you think you saw. Come on now. Is it, is it beginning to make a little more sense now? See, because there's a maturity of... Uh, we, we have lived life together face-to-face -face in an intimate relationship face-to-face -face, has shared the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it in between. And it's going to be real hard for you to, for you to, for you to separate me from her love or, or her from my love because we have a mature love. Hallelujah. Yeah, literally, we, weren't, we, we went from two uh, uh, young people, uh, you know, where, where most of your life is just a hormone going somewhere to happen. And you didn't ha have any inkling that you were being made in, in one in spirit. All you were interested in was, you know, uh, the one in the flesh. Because that's how you do life. But how many of you know it's a whole lot more than that? What God did was a lot. It was so powerful. Powerful that me and this girl here agree on a thing. I'm telling you what now. God gets all up in the middle of it. Hmm? Are you listening? Because we've decided we live in abiding love, so we're living in abiding in God. And we can ask anything. I said, we can ask anything, and our Father will do it for us. Hallelujah. Why wouldn't he do it for us? Well, I'm afraid he might not. Well, then we're not mature in love, then, are we? we haven't, we're not walking in the mature love, a mature understanding of his love. Because, we, listen, we're so loved, he's already done all of it. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.